Hello and welcome to episode two of our Australian Grape and Wine Studio Canberra podcast series. My name is Lee McLean. I'm the General Manager of Government Relations and External Affairs. And with me, as usual, is Tony Badaline, our Chief Executive. How are you, Tony? I'm very well, thanks, Lee, and, and glad to be here. Good. Now, Tony, we are recording this uh, this podcast on National Ag Day today, and it's got me thinking a little bit about the need every now and again to sort of step back a little bit from all the busy things that we're doing every day, just, just for a minute, to think about, I think, what farmers and grape growers, winemakers and everyone else in the ag sector has sort of been dealing with this year. Um, it's been an extraordinary year of drought, fires, smoke, a pandemic that's still very much with us. Um, and for winemakers and grape growers, we've had the additional issues around a, a pregnancy warning label that didn't fall our way. Uh, and, and now some really challenging trade tensions um, with, with China in particular. Um, it's, it's just been extraordinary from my perspective to see the sort of resilience and positivity um, in our sector. And, and I know that I'm really proud to be working with the sector every day to, to try to make a difference and make things a little bit a little bit better and a little bit easier. But on the other side of this, of course, um, in these really tough times, of course, there's going to be people who are struggling um, and that's including with their mental health. Um, so I just wanted to sort of open up today by, by saying that if you are sort of struggling in these, these really difficult times, you're not alone. Um, please make sure you reach out and speak to people. Beyond Blue would be a really great place to start. And one of the other things that I'm really proud of that, that Australian Grape and Wine is doing is we're, we're partnering with a, an initiative called Are You Bogged, Mate? Which is, um, as the website puts it, all about helping um, country people talk about their mental health and, and, and depression issues in the bush, which, as I think we all know, isn't necessarily something that has traditionally been done, but is just so important. Um, we had a session uh, in Langhorn Creek earlier this week that we organised in partnership with the Wine Grapes Council of South Australia, um, and that went really well. Unfortunately, our Riverland session had to be cancelled due to the, the COVID-19 uh, restrictions that have been put in place in South Australia that week, but we're looking to reschedule that. But I think it's just a really important thing to, to highlight and, and raise, um, particularly when things are feeling pretty tough at the minute. Um, but anyway, that's enough of an opening monologue from me. Um, Tony, we've had a really busy week, including a board meeting um, and committee meetings as well. But firstly, I thought I'd, I'd just quickly touch base on the rapidly changing COVID restrictions that are in place in South Australia. Um, What's the situation and who, who have you sort of been talking to over the last little while to get a bit of clarity for our winemakers and grape growers? Yeah, thanks, Lee, and thanks for that introduction. Obviously, the COVID situation in South Australia is rapidly changing, as you say. And in fact, it's we understand that those restrictions are soon to be relaxed. Um, at the moment, it, it's very complex reading the directions from the government to actually understand the implications. It's fairly clear that we were permitted to have skeleton staff in vineyards, which is great, but it wasn't clear if you could still operate a winery. And obviously at this time of the year, you need to have people on the ground in the winery, making sure that that wine will be fit for purpose. Uh, we've had a lot of discussions with the Minister Basham's office uh, and also with the uh, Minister Patterson's office about what's happening on the ground. But more importantly than just the, the six days and which hopefully now is only a two day um, lockdown is the fact that this will happen again. We know that COVID-19 hasn't gone away, 
and we know that we will need to be able to respond in the future. It's so important that our sector can operate in the coming vintage and before the coming vintage if there's another lockdown. So we've been really talking very closely to those officers, to those ministers, to ensure that in the future that there will be very clear directions and that they will recognise the fact that we operated successfully through the first COVID-19 outbreak. We had risk management protocols. We had risk management plans in place and they worked and they'll work again. And so what we need to do is make sure that in the future, we don't just hit with lockdown. We have clarity about what it means and we don't have the uncertainty that was faced by our sector at the moment. And I think that's the important thing. It's not just about the immediacy, it's what we do over the next few months. And it's not just in South Australia, it's every state government that we'll be reaching out to and talking to and getting that clarity. So that's where we are, Lee. And I hope, uh, hope, that, I'd, I hope that we have better news in the future on COVID-19. Yeah, agreed, Tony. And, and you know, it's, it does seem like one of those situations where, you know, it's clear that we have to hope for the best with regards to these lockdowns, but we, I think we also have to prepare for the worst and, and, and make sure that things are ready and people understand exactly what their requirements and, and obligations are going to be. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention quickly is that, um, you know, from the government relations side of the work we do, it's been a really busy week here in Canberra. I've been spending a bit of time up at Parliament House this week, um, meeting with a, a range of different people, including advisors from the Prime Minister's office, Minister Littleproud's office, and uh, Assistant Minister G's office to provide briefings on a, a range of topics, primarily focused on China, but also covering off on a range of other issues as well. Um, the China issue, it's clear it's a, it's a really difficult uh, position, not only for industry, but for the government as well. Um, but it's a really important thing for us to be able to, to have that access and to be able to get, get up to, to Parliament House to speak to people so they really understand our predicament uh, and they understand what our what our thinking is going forward. Um, and we need to remember that these advisors have the ear of you know the most senior political leaders in the country. So it's it's absolutely critical that we we keep up those conversations. And um, in addition to that, we're also working with a number of other uh, industry representative bodies like the National Farmers Federation, grain growers, seafood and horticulture and others um, to make sure that as an agriculture sector more broadly, we're, we're coordinating our efforts as much as possible and amplifying those messages to government where we need to. Um, so while we're talking about China, I know we covered a lot of ground on China last week, Tony, but what is it, what's the state of play? Has there been any movement on the ground? Yeah, thanks, Lee. And the China situation remains very, very troubled. Our latest information is that there are a lot of containers in ports in China. They are all going through very stringent uh, compliance checks, very stringent document checks, and they're subject to increased testing. Uh, some of those testing are for uh, substances that don't appear in wine and for even some that cannot live in the wine medium, things like salmonella, things like formaldehyde, things like patulin. So it's, it's clearly that there's going to be a lot of trouble getting through customs. Uh, the current discussions are that it can take up to two weeks to get through. We have heard of some shipments that have made their way through in some ports, uh, but there are clearly more shipments held up than are actually getting through into China. So the situation is uh, it's still very, very, uh, I guess, critical. We're also seeing that the export approvals are well down and that many importers are saying to exporters, do not send product over if they haven't already cancelled their orders. So we, we don't see any prospect of this in 
improving anytime soon. We met with the government last week with the, uh, with the mission in Beijing, and their view is that the situation, there are very poor relationships between the governments, uh, and there is no real prospect of that improving in the near future. And anyone who reads any of the press, particularly some of the uh, Chinese national press, would see that we are still not flavour of the month in China. Some of the things for the future are the government is looking at market diversification activities. I don't have to tell anyone in the wine industry that you cannot diversify your markets quickly and you can't replace a market of the size and at the price points that we have in China. So it's very difficult, but it's still, we're working with try and get a sensible strategy on market diversification that is not just a short-term sugar hit, but is medium and long-term prospects for improving market access in some of those markets. So that's something that we're hoping that will be some announcement coming out in the next few weeks and next month. Uh, but it's something that we need to keep working on. And indeed, we'll still work with Wine Australia to try and ensure that they can deliver a marketing promotion, market development program that suits the industry. And we believe that some of that should entail moving towards a domestic market in the short term. Thanks, Lee. Yeah, it's a, it's a really big job that, um, that we all have ahead of us, I think, uh, to try to deal with what is obviously a really difficult issue. Um, another difficult issue that we're working on at the minute, um, and I know it's going to be a focus for me over the next, the next few days, is, is labour issues, um, both in the vineyard and in the winery. We undertook a survey with Wine Australia um, a little while ago, which, which indicated to us that there were um, certain areas of the country that, that were looking like they were going to fare reasonably and and will be able to uh to um continue to operate over over the next vintage with the labor numbers they have but there were certainly other areas of the country that were were going to find it very very difficult indeed so um we're going to be working with the government as best we can to to see what can be done to alleviate this as much as possible and and as is the case with china and other other issues we'll also be working with the likes of national Farmers Federation and other bodies to, to make sure that those messages are consistent. Um, so labor, the other labor issue that we're facing at the minute, and I think is just worth um, touching upon now with perhaps the, a, a bit more of a focus on a, a later episode is um, our engagement with the Fair Work Ombudsman uh, with regards to labor hire standards um, and, and the treatment of workers and the payment of workers in the vineyards. This is going to be something that I think everyone in our sector needs to, to keep an eye on. Um, we need to make sure that anyone working in our, our vineyards and our wineries are, are paid appropriately and there are appropriate record keeping measures in place and, and everyone is compliant with, with the Act. Um, this is probably something for a, a, a longer conversation at another time, but I think um, with vintage coming up, it's certainly something that we need to, to keep on everyone's radar. Um, look, with that, Tony, it's been a busy week. I think I might wrap it up there. I'm going to have a glass of wine this weekend. For me, it's going to be a glass of Clonakilla Riesling, hopefully sitting in the sun somewhere. What's going to be in your glass over the weekend? Well, I think, Lee, it's been a pretty complex week, so I might kick off with a, uh, an Aperol Spritz using good old Aussie Dalzotto Prosecco. You know, it's a great product that we have. So, And then I might, you know, move seamless into a Tazzy Pinot. So, you know, that's it from me, Lee. Well, that sounds pretty good. So whatever you're drinking this weekend, if you choose to drink, make sure you do it responsibly and you enjoy it with food and family and friends. Uh, and we will talk to you again next week.
Thanks very much, everyone.